Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, spring is in full swing. And for millions of folks, that means yard work and gardening. Am I right? Now, here's a pro tip for those of you looking to spruce up your landscaping. Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the U.S. They've got over 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. Save yourself the time and trouble of multiple trips to those crowded nurseries. You know what I'm talking about. Fast Growing Trees is a complete time saver. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all, and it's delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. They can tell you what grows best in your area, how to plant, when to plant. It's like having your own expert gardener. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And listeners to the President's Daily Brief can get an extra 15% off by using promo code PDB at checkout. So go to FastGrowingTrees.com and use promo code PDB at checkout. Congratulations, everyone. We have made it to Wednesday, September 6th. In honor of that auspicious event, it is time for today's edition of the President's Daily Brief. I'm Mike Baker, your eyes and ears on the world stage. Let's get briefed. Today, we're going to start with a domestic U.S. issue where members of the United Auto Workers, one of the largest and most influential unions in the country with almost 150,000 members, are less than two weeks away from potentially walking off the job. By all accounts, the union and the big three automakers are miles apart. But not to worry. Apparently, there is one person who doesn't think a strike is in the cards. Then a little later in the brief, a follow-up to a story we discussed yesterday. North Korea's Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un is reportedly heading for Russia in the near future with the hopes of inking a major weapons deal. Plus, we'll look at the biggest reason Russia needs those weapons, the latest from Ukraine's ongoing counteroffensive. And finally, in the back of the brief, a new economic forecast points to trouble for China, which could mean good news for the United States. But first, today's PDB Spotlight. The UAW, or United Automobile Workers for those unfamiliar, is gearing up for some big decisions. Their contract is set to wrap up on September 14th, and there's growing concern about a possible strike. The burning question here is, will they target just one of the big Detroit automakers or go all in and challenge all three? For those keeping score at home, the big three consist of GM, Stellantis, and Ford. Now, why should we care? Well, if the potential for increased inflation, higher car costs, and a slowing economy doesn't worry you, then I guess you don't need to care. For the rest of us, though, any significant strike by the UAW is a big deal. And the UAW isn't just asking for small potatoes in the negotiations. They're asking for really big potatoes. I mean, like Idaho potatoes, only even bigger. Their new president, Sean Fain, appears to be in the Bernie Sanders capitalism is bad mold. Although one could argue that Bernie has done pretty well for himself under the capitalist yoke. But that's a segment for another day. The UAW's Fain has been stoking the fires with some big demands. We're talking about a 46% pay hike, getting paid for 40 hours but only working 32, and wanting those good old-fashioned pensions back. Now, that's quite the wish list. The union is also looking for concessions around the move to electric vehicles. 
The UAW understands that the Biden administration is all in on EVs. And the union also understands that fewer workers are needed to build EVs. That's a problem. Now, while industry experts and union workers appear to be expecting a strike, there's one lone optimistic voice out there. President Joe Biden weighed in the other day, and he's not buying into the strike hype, apparently. In fact, he sounded pretty confident when chatting with reporters in Philadelphia on Labor Day. He said, and I quote, No, I'm not worried about a strike until it happens. I don't think it's going to happen. So, according to our president, it's a lot of sound and fury, but maybe signifying nothing. One person apparently caught off guard by Biden's optimism was the UAW president. He responded to the president's comments by saying, and here I'm paraphrasing, Huh? What? Does he know something we don't know? Some big names in the auto industry are painting a pessimistic picture. Top dogs, as reported by Axios, think a strike's on the horizon. Barclays analyst Dan Levy even used the words highly likely. And Steve Ratner, who some of you might remember as President Obama's car czar, points fingers at the UAW leader for stirring the pot with inflammatory rhetoric. Now, Ratner's not wrong. Fain at times has sounded like a firebrand leftist. Just the other day, he commented, and I quote, I don't believe that billionaires have the right to exist. Yes, that's a quote. It would also seem to be less than effective to conduct negotiations in the media rather than off the public's radar screen. The UAW's current tactics seem more focused on intimidation and an inevitable shutdown. So, will they or won't they strike? The jury's still out on that one. But it's a tug-of-war between those who see a storm brewing and others, assuming there are others, like President Biden, who think it's all just bluster. Biden does like to tout himself as the most pro-union president ever, so maybe the White House intends to step in and pressure both sides for an agreement. After all, while a strike means lost wages for union members and significant losses for the big three, depending on the duration, for the White House entering an election year, the strike could mean serious political damage. And it no doubt hasn't escaped the White House's attention that the UAW has not yet endorsed Biden for 2024. All right, when we come back, I've got two more developing stories. Little rocket man Kim Jong-un is preparing for a visit to Moscow, and we have an update on Ukraine's counteroffensive. I'm Mike Baker, and you're listening to the President's Daily Brief. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, we made it through winter. Look at that. And spring, well, it's in full bloom, which, of course, means summer is just around the corner. You see how I figured that out? And that means more time spent outdoors. Not to mention, you got to get into summer shape, huh? Factor can help you spend less time in the kitchen and make sure you're eating well and meeting your wellness goals. Factor's no-prep, no-mess meals save time and help with getting and keeping you in great shape for summer, thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Seriously, it's going to be beach time soon. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you keep kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. 
Factor is part of our meal routine at the Baker Compound. And I can tell you, food is delicious and it's a complete time saver. Head to factormeals.com slash PDB50, that's five zero, and use code PDB50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PDB50 at factormeals.com slash PDB50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back to the President's Daily Brief. I wanted to follow up on a story we told you about yesterday when we reported that Russia has, according to South Korean intel sources, floated the idea to North Korea of joint naval exercises alongside China. Well, as it turns out, the relationship between Russia and North Korea is about to become a lot closer. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un will reportedly be boarding his armored train for a visit to Russia this month. And by the way, if, if I was a despotic leader, I would definitely have an armored train. So why, you ask, is Kim hopping on board the Hermit Kingdom Express? Well, word on the street is that Kim might be meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin to discuss a potential arms deal to support Moscow's efforts in its ongoing invasion of Ukraine. U.S. officials have highlighted that these arms sales discussions began when Russia's Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu took a trip to North Korea back in July. That was a big deal because it was the first time a Russian defense minister visited Pyongyang since the Soviet Union said its goodbyes in 1991. And while the Kremlin's playing it cool and not confirming anything, the White House has shared that the two nations are building quite the bond. A recent report even suggested they might meet in the Pacific port city of Vladivostok. What's the U.S. stance here? Well, the White House urges North Korea to hit the brakes on these arms talks and stick to its promise of not selling weapons to Russia. But with both leaders exchanging friendly letters, all oh, friendly letters, and talk of joint military drills, my dear Vladimir Putin, it has been far too long since we last conversed. Oh, uh, that's probably not how he talks, actually. Uh, the growing Russian-North Korea partnership does seem undeniable. The White House is reacting to the blossoming romance between Putin and Kim. Yesterday, the U.S. National Security Advisor, Jake Sullivan, warned that North Korea would, quote, pay a price if it sells weapons to Russia. He also characterized the arms negotiations between the two countries as actively advancing. Sullivan added that providing weapons to Russia will not reflect well on North Korea. Let me just, let me just repeat that quote. Sullivan added that providing weapons to Russia will, quote, not reflect well on North Korea which I'm sure concerns Kim. Mind you, the possibility that North Korea hasn't already been selling weapons and or munitions to Russia is roughly the same as me quarterbacking the New York Giants to a Super Bowl victory. Given the level of sanctions already in place against North Korea, there is little the U.S. can layer on in order to influence Kim's actions. Perhaps a harshly worded memo, that might do the trick. And with Russia, their increased courtship of North Korea does indicate that sanctions imposed on Moscow since the invasion in February 2022 are having an impact. Now, it wouldn't be appropriate to discuss Russia's hunger for more weapons without mentioning why it's so hungry. Ukraine, of course, is in the midst of a counteroffensive, and it's beginning to look like they're making some progress. According to Ukrainian officials, their forces have made a significant breakthrough breaching Russian defensive lines in southern Ukraine. General Oleksandr Tarnovsky, who's leading the counteroffensive, 
said they're making faster progress now. The news of a breakthrough actually couldn't come at a better time for Ukraine's President Zelensky, who's been fighting off criticism from his Western allies about the pace of Ukraine's gains and the counteroffensive strategy and battlefield tactics. Now, Russia's even pulling reserves not just from Ukraine, but also from back home. But General Tarnovsky appears confident, no surprise, saying that sooner or later, Russia will run out of troop reserves, and that'll be Ukraine's cue to move even faster. Since the start of the counteroffensive, there had been very little forward progress. It was, frankly, reminiscent of World War I. Harsh fighting for very little ground gain. But there does appear to be a breakthrough along the important southern front near Zaporizhia. Ukrainian forces are now operating between the first and second lines of Russian defense. Major objectives in the remaining couple of months before winter sets in will include attacking and disrupting supply lines used by the Russian military and pushing south towards the Black Sea coast. Demonstrating success in this counteroffensive is critically important to holding the resolve of Ukraine's allies and its population and to further damaging the morale and resolve of the Russian troops. All right. A new economic forecast is throwing cold water on China's ambition to be the most dominant economy on the planet. I'll have more on that in the back of the brief. I'm Mike Baker, and this is the President's Daily Brief. Hey, Mike Baker here. Well, once again, Pure Talk is investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. Now, you've heard me talk about Pure Talk before, right? How they provide excellent coverage and service with industry-beating rates. And now, I'm happy to announce that Pure Talk is also providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. Look, that's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Bring your phone, and Pure Talk's eSIM technology makes switching so simple. Or you can get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch to the cell phone company that I know will provide you with outstanding service and value, Pure Talk. Just go to puretalk.com slash baker, that's B-A-K-E-R, just like you imagined, to start saving today. And when you do, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, visit puretalk.com slash baker to start saving on wireless at home and abroad. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Welcome back to the PDB. 
In today's back of the brief, for years now, it seemed inevitable that China would overtake the United States as the world's largest economy. Analysts practically took it for granted. It was a very popular talking point. The U.S. economy was in decline, and China's rise to the top of the food chain was inevitable. But not so fast. A new Bloomberg report suggests China might not clinch that title anytime soon. In fact, China's economy might never claim the top spot. So here's the gist of it. China's economic growth is slowing down more than experts had initially thought it would. They're dealing with a triple whammy, a real estate slump, a slowing global economy impacting China's exports, and dwindling confidence in its own management of the economy. Some number crunchers even say China's growth could drop to just 1% or less by 2050. Now, that's quite a drop from their 4.3% prediction not too long ago. Last year, China saw a meager 3% growth, making it one of its slowest years. Now, this isn't just about numbers. This shift has big implications for global politics and business. The globe is increasingly interconnected. A slowdown in the world's second largest economy will be felt everywhere. And internally, China's Xi Jinping has got to be worried about the impact of a worsening economy and a possible collapse of the real estate sector on the population. Look, unrest and instability among the population is the communist regime's kryptonite. So look for Xi to take significant and aggressive actions in an attempt to shore up the economy. For the West, the problem in understanding and predicting China's economic situation is that there is a decided lack of transparency from the Chinese government. There's little confidence that the government is reporting numbers accurately. And in fact, they have stopped reporting certain economic results and data in an effort to limit bad news. Now, while China grapples with internal issues, from their economy to a recent population decline, to rising tensions with Western governments, the economy in the U.S. is showing some muscle. With a strong job market, it seems the U.S. is likely to avoid the harsh recession that some had predicted. However, inflation does continue to be persistent, and polls continually indicate that a majority of Americans are not feeling optimistic about their economy, despite White House efforts to beat the Bidenomics drum. A couple factors here that bear watching in the U.S. Household debt is at an all-time high, reaching over $17 trillion by the end of the second quarter of this year. And credit card defaults, at the same time, are on the rise. Pay attention to both of those statistics. And that, my friends, is the President's Daily Brief for Wednesday, 6 September. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us at pdb at the first TV Dot com. I'm Mike Baker. Until tomorrow, stay informed, stay safe, stay cool. What is the No Spin News all about? You know that this is a fact-based analysis news program. You know that. We avoid speculation we don't do conspiracies here. We don't do party politics here. We're not nonpartisan. That's wrong. Not that. Okay, we are advocates for a stronger America and a more just society. We don't believe in communism. We don't believe in socialism. We don't believe in nihilism. We don't believe 
in the progressive woke culture. We think it is un-American. We don't support that. So you should know what we are. And it would then crystallize what we do. Listen to the No Spin News. Subscribe to Bill O'Reilly's podcast feed wherever podcasts are available.